Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 106 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. Last year, shortly before Christmas, I was asked, what was the one thing that helped me the most when I was starting out? I don't think I ever gave them an answer because I couldn't think of just one thing. There have been lots of things that have changed the way I work along the way. So I gave it some thought and I have now come up with my 10 game changers. The first one was my first pro lens. Now my first DSLR was a Nikon D70S, which I bought new in 2005 together with a Tamron 28 to 300 millimeter variable aperture lens. It was f3.6 to f6.3. I know, 28 to 300 millimeter, perfect for every type of photography. Not. It lasted about two months before I, I went and ordered a Nikon 70 to 200 2.8. The Tamron wasn't very sharp and was absolutely useless in poorly lit ice rinks or anywhere where the light wasn't good. Now, when I tried the 70 to 200 for the first time, it absolutely blew me away. The autofocus was fast and I could set the aperture without it changing when I zoomed in. For portraits, it was incredible. I think that lens paid for itself in a few months. I used it for everything, sports, portraits, pets, you name it, it was used. I remember being asked how I took such professional photos and I said lots of practice. But in the back of my mind, I still remember now I knew it was the lens. The difference was the lens. My technique was to use the widest aperture I could get away with so that the background would be nice and soft and out of focus, which you really can't do with a a hobbyist or a kit lens. The next game changer was the monopod. Shooting sports all day outside, hand-holding, a 70-200 gave me backache. So I went out and I threw some cash at the problem and I bought a $20 monopod, a really lightweight thing that was a total and utter waste of money. It couldn't take the weight of the camera and the lens and it would slowly slide down. And with a monopod, you're you're putting a little bit of weight on it to keep yourself steady. And uh, it was a bit embarrassing. That was quickly replaced with a Manfrotto monopod that I still have today. My sports photo suddenly became super sharp and I had way more keepers when I was doing editing. Being able to keep still when you're shooting can change your photos from sharpish to tack sharp. I've even used it to shoot outdoor portraits. Get yourself a monopod and give it a try. Next is learning how to use Photoshop. Now I started using Photoshop back in the early 90s so that I could make graphics for websites. And by the time I got my first DSLR, I knew how to alter all my photos. The big game changer was realizing that people at sporting events wanted their kids' names put on the photo. Next was realizing that I could make my own sports-related magazine covers and posters. That turned a $150 afternoon into a $500-plus afternoon. I took some photos at my granddaughter's first birthday party, and I made a magazine cover for her. After putting it on my website and showing it around, I got lots of kids' birthday bookings. The same thing happened after I started making blended collages of figure skaters, pets, portraits, you name it. It gives the customer more to buy. In fact, people would book me just so that I could make a collage for them. Photoshop turned my photos into products. And I know that I was booked for many events just because of what I sold. The next game changer was switching to the Canon 30D. 
Now, as I said, my first DSLR was an Icon D70S. It was a 6 megapixel, yeah, I know, huge, a 6 megapixel crop sensor that could shoot a crazy 3 frames per second. The autofocus was at best hit and miss. In fact, it was more of a miss. To remedy this, I bought a used Nikon D200, which was a 10 megapixel camera and it did 5 frames per second, which actually was a very good camera. My mistake though was buying it privately. After a few weeks, the autofocus started to fail and from day one, the on-off switch really didn't work. At one point, I couldn't turn it off. I had to keep pulling the battery. I was getting really frustrated and when I priced getting it fixed, the on-off switch wasn't a problem really. It was not too much money, but the autofocus was a major cost. So I just gave up on it. Anyway, I decided to switch to Canon. After I went into the camera store and I tried the new 30D, the Canon 30D, the autofocus was really good compared with everything else out there at the time, and it shot 5 frames per second. So I bought a new 30D, and after a few months, I went out and I got a used 30D. Like, they'd only been out about 4 months and someone had traded one in. Why? I don't know. And I got a really good deal on it. That switchover gave me confidence when shooting sports. With the old setup, I would turn up hoping to get some good shots. With the 30D, I knew that I could get some great shots. It really just changed everything for me. I felt so confident going into shoots. Right, my next one is the Shinko, S-H-I-N-K-O, Shinko S1245 die sublimation printer. And I think the company is now called Sinfonia. This was a major deal for me at the time. Back when I was starting out, I had a mentor on a photography forum. His name was Mark Newcomb. Great guy, really funny. And he was a sports photographer in Australia. I think he was, uh, I'm, I was going to say Sydney. I'm not sure about that though. I think he's retired now. He used to turn up for kids sports events with a van that he had converted and he had a computer, a monitor and one of these printers in the back of the van so people could look at their images and he had uh, someone there that would do all the editing and print them out for them. Now he told me that they were expensive but it's what you need if you want to sell at an event and he wasn't wrong. It was incredible. I paid $2,000 for it back in 2006 and it paid for itself, get this, halfway through its second event. That is incredible. Like $2,000 plus tax was all paid off in one and a half events. The events were figure skating events. It prints an 8x10 every 30 seconds and it has never let me down. It is not too far away from me here where I'm recording. I've not plugged it in or anything. I think I'll have to take all the ink and the paper out of it and put new stuff in, but I know that it'll work. Now, an 8x10 print from that printer cost me back then $1.75 Canadian. It's probably about a dollar US. And the cheapest print that I sold that came out of it was $25 at the event. So there was lots of profit. Printing customized work at an event was huge for me. It really was a massive, massive game changer. It was incredible. Okay, let's just take a quick break for this week's sponsor. As a wedding photographer, your workflow can make or break your business. And let's be honest, sometimes it feels like there just aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done. That's why we're excited to introduce Batch.ai 
The photo editing assistant that keeps you in creative control of your photos while providing an affordable, flexible and fast alternative regardless of where you are in your photography business. With the perfect balance between AI and human creativity, say goodbye to cutty-cutter presets that don't reflect your style. Edit up to 1,000 photos in just one minute with image-to-image fine-tuned adjustments in their Lightroom plugin or get an incredible 72-hour turnaround on culling, editing, retouching and tool work across your wedding galleries from their human-based editing platform, The Editors. Personal edits based on your style every time. Visit batch.ai today and create your free account. The next game changer was the Canon 50mm 1.4. Now this little lens is amazing. I've still got it. I love it. Some days I'll just pop it on a camera and I'll go for a walk around the yard and I just take pictures. I'll take it down into the local village walk around, take pictures. I just love it. I just love what comes out of it. Now, I bought this because I didn't want to learn how to use a flash when I was starting out. I was a little bit overwhelmed with the thought of using a flash, so I just stuck with what I knew and I bought this lens. Wedding receptions are mostly low light situations and the 51.4 could capture photos in really dark rooms. If you're still using your kit lens and you want to get a cheap lens that gives you professional results, you should think about getting the 50mm 1.8 version. It's a little over $100. I think it's more like $150 now, but you'll be amazed at the results. It's a great little lens. It's another piece of equipment that gave me confidence. I know what kind of images are going to come out when I use it. It's just a, a beautiful little lens. Next is Adobe Lightroom. Now, I got my first copy of Adobe Lightroom in 2007, shortly after it came out. Adobe put it out for free at the time, and it revolutionized my editing. It made working on over a thousand images streamlined. Before it came along, I used to use Photoshop, and that was extremely painful, especially when you've got, you know, 750 images from a a dog agility shoot and you've got to go through them 10 at a time because your computer can't open all the images at the same time it was just it was a nightmare an absolute nightmare but when Lightroom came out and I switched over to it you can just it's it's just so simple it really is so simple and that was a major thing for me and it was because of Lightroom that I decided to give weddings a try okay game changer number eight is Alien Bees B400 in mellow yellow. That's 160 watt studio lights. I bought two of them. Now these puppies are used, like I said, as studio lights. They are studio lights. They need to be plugged in and they are made by Paul C. Buff in Nashville. It's a great company. It does lots of different lights. And these things have been around. Well, I got mine in. When did I get them? I must have got those 2006, 2007. So what are you looking at? 14, 17 years old, right? they're still making the same product. It's incredible. Just like the printer, they paid for themselves really quickly. A few shoots and they were paid for. I've had them for, like I said, 17 years and they still haven't let me down. I used to cover dog obedience events and I would set up in a a hall or in the corner of the uh, arena. I would turn up with my lights, backdrop, computer and printer and shoot dog portraits because the owners when they got an award wanted to remember it so they would come over and these dogs were well trained not like a regular dog they would tell it to sit and it would sit they were incredible again magazine covers collages were the big sellers uh, the dog's name would go on it the club name the award that they got and i i would do a saturday and a sunday 
half day on a Sunday and I would make a killing. It was so nice. These lights were just perfect. They've been knocked over, tripped over. They've just not gone wrong. They've never let me down. I also used to go to people's homes and shoot family portraits with them. They are incredible lights. Look them up. Alien Bees. Now you get a, a B400, which is 160 watt. And I think they do a B800 and a 1600. And I can't remember what the wattage is, but I know that the B400s, the lighter version I have, I've got lots of power. They're really good. Okay. My next one was buying a Canon 1D Mark IV. Buying this body was a really big decision. I wasn't going to pay for it at the time. Uh, a new 1DX, which was 6,800 US dollars. Instead, I searched around and I got a good deal on a used 1D Mark IV, which was three years old at the time. The first time out, I was like a kid on Christmas morning. 10 frames per second, super fast and accurate autofocus. It was amazing. The photos were sharp. Like, I mean, really sharp. Now, I was confident with my 30Ds, But now I was beyond confident. Knowing that you can produce quality photos gives you that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling inside. That was a fantastic buy. Right, my last game changer is using a speed light. Now, I avoided it for a couple of years, but learning how to stick a flash on top of my camera for portraits and weddings was a real big, big thing for me. My style changed overnight. Instead of grainy, available light shots, I was producing well-lit, professional-looking photos. All I kept thinking was, why didn't I learn how to use a flash when I first started? It was so simple. It really is very simple. The hardest thing I had to do was change AA batteries every couple of hours. That was it. It was just so simple. Now, I talk about using flash a lot on this podcast because if you want to improve and produce professional work, I think you really need to use flash. So give it a go. If you need any help, give me a shout. I'll help you if I can. Okay, so those are the things that were game changers for me. I don't expect you to copy me, but I want you to know that using tools that make photography easier or make your work more professional is a good thing. Photography is really expensive, but the best equipment will pay for itself time and time again. Okay, that's it for this episode. Like I always say, if you need help with anything, you can contact me through the Facebook group or through Facebook Messenger. Oh, and the Facebook group has just passed 300 members. It's come a long way from myself, Anna, Kenzie, my daughter, and our first non-family member, Paul Paldus. So if you're not a member of the Facebook group, join today. There's lots of good photos being posted and there's lots of people to help you. Okay, I'll be back next week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.